The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. As spiritual seekers, we often receive guidance on which path to follow. This might be necessary for some time, but as we move along, we need to trust our heart and become our own guide. Welcome to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us, a place where we can listen to everyone's heart. Your companion on the journey is Jill Asselin. Come join us now on this path of inner exploration. Here is your host, Jill Asselin. Yes, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, good morning. Uh, this is Jill. Happy to be here today. Uh, clear blue sky out there, out here in the Pacific Northwest. Northwest. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, it's been a very interesting um, beginning of the year, you know, for the first two weeks. And the last week, I don't know what happened, but it's been... Um, it felt like a roller coaster, not so much an emotional one, but uh, in terms of intensity. I mean, days with a lot of intensity and days with no intensity, and then suddenly, boom, it explodes. I don't know what's your feeling about this sort of uh, not so new year, but I've had tremendous chaos and tremendous um, signs at the same time, positive sign. The first one, and um, I need to apologize for that, is like I was supposed to bring a guest. And mystically enough, you know, she couldn't come. Um, I spoke with her three weeks ago. We looked at dates and I said, can you come on at least January 7th and possibly January 14th? And Christmas, that's her name, uh, said, yes, no problem. Last week, I didn't hear from her. And this week, she's involved in, uh, into preparing for a class that she will be having uh, this Saturday morning. Um, something about the hard diamond, I mentioned that. And um, so she kind of said, you know, I'm very busy, I cannot come. And um, I was expecting that because, um, because I didn't hear from her. And um, I need to prepare for the show at the very least in terms of what I need to put together Monday evening or, or Tuesday morning at the very latest so that the, the network gets the information about uh, two days ahead of time. And um, it was very interesting because the title for two days um, was already burgeoning, was, was forming within me maybe on Sunday. I remember when I was giving a shower to our son, something started to bubble up and um, I'm, I'm sure you know what bubbling up means when I talk about the spiritual. And uh, I had this idea of accessing or possibly harnessing um, the wisdom of our heart, which is, um, you know, this topic didn't come to me by accident. And um, 
and I don't know if I'm going to provide any answers today, but it's not a very easy topic. And I think there are zillions of ways to harness or to access the wisdom of our heart. I think in the first place, we need to, to be willing to listen. But that, 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 um, that, that, that aside, I had a very mystical moment um, when something comes to you. You know that it's not coming from your mind. It's coming from a different part of your being. And that happened to me Monday evening. I was about to prepare for the... I always prepare the invitation first on Facebook. And then I transfer the information onto the network when I need to fill out a form with the title of the show and some details and the guests and things like this. And it's interesting, the word purity sneaked in at that time like a stealth, not like a stealth fighter, but a stealth uh, intruder. And then, you know, possibly a few minutes before I was about to write the title, and um, I could see it as a sign. I don't know exactly what kind of a sign. I was listening, I was paying attention to the extent that I, I had the word purity to the title of the show, you know, accessing the wisdom and the purity of our heart. And that's really how I felt. But besides that, um, you know, it's kind of hard for me to to make many more comments. I was discussing that with a friend of mine, Altai, uh, a brother of mine. We came onto the show last year, and um, he was saying that purity of the heart is. Um, is the grail. It's our grail path. Whatever the grail means to you or means to me, I think the, there's been so many stories about the grail, so many searches. You don't have to be a knight at a round table to do a search. We all have some sort of a grail within, within ourselves, within our heart, I would assume. And and again, that's that's the purpose of this show, nurturing the spelunker in all of us. The cave, in a sense. I've been hearing about caves also a lot during this week. The cave, both literally and, and, and metaphorically. And the cave, the cave is um, it's where the grail is. It's where the grail lies. Um, to what extent and how, I don't know. Um, I can only tell that it's not a physical form. You may be looking for the cup or the chalice that... Um, served as a receptacle to the, the blood of Christ, but even if there is such a thing, such an object, I think it's, uh, it's within your heart, within our heart, that we need to look. This is where the blood is flowing. This is where the blood of Christ is flowing. It flows within our heart. And you take it as a metaphor, you take it literally, but it's really, um, it's really how I feel about it. And uh, it's interesting, and something I must say also, which is not very big, but um, four or five years ago, we were looking for names for our son. More than that, yes. And I came across the meaning of the word Gilles, my first name, spelled G-I-L-L-E-S, a French name with two L's. And one of the meanings was servant of Jesus, and I was, 
I was a bit flawed because I've never heard, I never read anything about, you know, being a servant of Jesus until um, until that time. And uh, I think uh, originally Jill uh, comes from a Greek uh, a Greek root, but that was very um, very new to me. And uh, especially, you know, going back to the time when I went to what the French call catechism, sort of a Sunday school, except it took place on um, on Thursday. And absolutely no connection to what I was being taught. No connection to Jesus at the time. Possibly I wasn't mature enough. I think it takes time to, you know, to get close to that idea. That what I mentioned as the blood... Jesus' blood flowing into our heart. That's, that's the notion that came to me just now. It's how I look at it. It's how I look at this search for the grail, the grail within. You can go into the forest and talk to so many hermits. You can go see the kingfisher or whatever the legends um, tell us about. But really, the place for looking into our own uh, our own gold, our own diamond, is within, and that's what I've been saying for now for 53 weeks, and I will um, I will say it again week after week, and I will say again that I can't tell you how to look into your heart, how to explore your heart. Again, the best metaphor that comes to mind, and I think I will build a little bit about that uh, upon that uh, in the few next few minutes, is to to search for the cave, the cave of our heart. I was given a meditation by one of my spiritual guides, Master Joal Joal Kool, when he mentioned that that cave of the heart, the spiritual heart. And he taught me how to go into that cave and seeing ourselves falling into that cave from, um, from the entrance of a physical cave. And last year, during one of the shows, I don't quite remember when, possibly April or May, I did that kind of a meditation for all of us to follow. But honestly, I haven't been doing this... Um, now for a long time. Meditations and, and advice when it comes to meditation, at least for me, come and go. Some I do for some time, and then they, I would say organically, they opt out, and they seem to, um, to live my life. And so... I cannot at this point, you know, give you much uh, advice. I'm sure it's not even what you're looking for uh, in terms of of going into the cave. I've been using um, the hard diamond, something which was transmitted by um, Christmas about, about three weeks ago. And this is, which is something which is coming from Lord Metatron. She's been, she's been um, and maybe it's a nice intro for when she will be coming onto the show. She's been um, connecting and channeling Lord Metatron for about five, six years, five years now. And uh, 
I may, may have mentioned that before, but I couldn't help connect with uh, the cube I have on my altar, which is a, a Metatron's cube. And within that cube, which is um, which spins on its uh, it spins on its bottom, but it's not the flat bottom. It's like a, on an angle bottom. If you see what I mean, it spins. And within that perfect cube, within that perfect square, there is a figure, uh, aped uh, sides figure called uh, octahedron, which is simply like two pyramids uh, sealed at the base, at their base. He put two pyramids one by one and they're larger as the base, you know, uh, together. And it's this, this kind of the figure spins with it um, within the cube. And I was very uh, intrigued when I was listening or watching some of the videos that, um, that Christmas put uh, on YouTube very generously because she said the first time she saw the hard diamond which apparently was transmitted to her in a, in a past life regression. The first time she saw it, uh, it had the appearance of an octahedron, very much like, again, the shape which is um, spinning um, on my altar. And I thought, you know, it's, um, it's just very interesting. Uh, in terms of my own spiritual path that I come across, I came across the cube last year, very mystically also, uh, an announcement on the on a, on a sort of a blog post uh, from a small organization called the Vajra Flame Foundation that I mentioned uh, last week as well. And uh, from there, I went to a website, and I felt you know, I felt driven to to buying this cube which has been with me for a year and a half now. And the beauty of it is, I don't know what it's doing to me. It is obviously doing something, and from what I understand from the, the person who designed the cube, who came to talk to us in a retreat in October of 2014, the cube itself has its own consciousness. And this consciousness is being, you know, is affecting us when we use the cube or when we use the hard diamond. And the way it does, and the way it does work, I have absolutely no cue, no clue, sorry. Um, the only thing I can tell is that obviously something is at work. But the only, on my end, the only thing which is at work, the main thing which is at work is, is trust or faith. Trust that um, I'm using this for my own good and for the good of humanity, um, hoping that it's going to take me somewhere down the road to where my life path is supposed to take me. That's, um, that's part of my own spelunking. That's part of my own uh, belief, in a sense. And... Um, this is why I wanted to share uh, with you about this, this cube and at the same time this hard diamond. I had a beautiful conversation this past Monday with someone who's been using it for about three months. Uh, she's based in Munich and she's already for, originally from Romania. And uh, she may be listening tonight, I don't know. I would say hello to her if she is. But um, it's very nice, you know, when you start using something for the first few times to have someone coming to your 
I wouldn't say to your rescue, but it's almost, it feels like an angel coming to help and give you and share testimonies of how this uh, hard environment manifested in their lives. In this case, I think this person mentioned a few dreams that she's had. And I've had, um, I don't know if there's anything to do between my conversation with this person and the dream I had Monday night. Um, the night from Monday until, uh, until Tuesday. I couldn't remember too much about that dream. But what really stuck with me is the number 39. I don't know why 39. 39 may have a special meaning. Again, my friend Altair gave me some possible meanings in the Bible, I think. Um, has a lot of meanings. And that's where I left it. It was one of those, um, again, mystical signs. The way someone or some entity is communicating with me. I cannot get the whole message with my quote-unquote restricted mind or limited mind. But what I understand is that something is at work. Why is it at work? And how is it at work? I cannot tell. I don't think it is really important. What we understand with our rational mind, with our logical mind, which I tend to use quite a bit, being a former accountant, um, is there possibly for us to, to build on. But I don't think that this kind of a rational mind is leading us to the wisdom and purity that I was mentioning that I chose to talk about for the show. And, and this wisdom and this purity has a quality to it, they are quality to them. It's something we, we can feel within. It's something also which is very difficult to talk about with the words that we've been learning from the very beginning. Our language, uh, as you know, as I'm sure most of you know, our language, the one we learn and speak, all the languages all over the world, do not really do justice to what comes out of the heart. It is just... To me, it's just his. It's just his, and it provides a lot of... Um, a friend of mine said breadcrumbs along the way, along the spiritual path. And there's been so many this past week, this past four or five days. In fact, since Monday, since I put together the episode for the show. And this makes me think that um, something is at work. Again, I don't have any kind of, you know, medium uh, skills. I can't look into the future. I'm not a psychic. I don't have any special skills like clairvoyance or even clairaudience. But there are some, you know, some things, some energies that I can perceive. And when I see things going berserk also, I can tell that... Um, Things are going a different route. 
And for the first few days in 2016, I had some very strange responses to some of my posts on Facebook. And I thought those people, some of them I haven't talked in five or ten years, not spiritual folks from what I know, they were responding to me. And they were posting some very wacko things. I mean, to the point that one of them, a former quote-unquote Buddhist colleague, I unfriended him. I, I said goodbye to him. Where did this? He made fun of Master Elion and called him uh, hilarious, <laughs> which of course is, is pretty funny, but I thought to my and you know, when one thing happened like this, you have one, two people saying strange things. You see, okay, that's the way it is, but you have four, five, six coming your way. I said, what is going on? What is being activated in the universe for people to respond that way? And I, I can guarantee that in most cases, people don't realize what they are doing. There's some sort of energy. I can't tell what kind of energy at work that is pushing or driving these people to write what they, what they wrote. And um, as another instance, I won't go into it, but... Uh, Rennes le Chateau or something related to the Cathar. Um, there was a strange post of some sort. And, you know, I wonder, I'm wondering, you know, what kind of energy is at work? What kind of bubbles? I mentioned the things bubble up in terms of the title of the show. What, what bubbles are at work? What, are, what bubbles are coming to the surface? And at the same time, you know, so many pebbles on the road, I would like, instead of the word breadcrumbs, I would say the word pebbles, like a little red riding hood. Lots of pebbles on the path that seem to take me and take us into some direction. So I will be happy to say a bit more about um, those pebbles and that direction um, in a few minutes. Thank you very much. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Now there's a new destination for video content. VoiceAmerica.tv. Just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7. VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
You are listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Jill Asselin. To reach the program, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now, back to the program. Hello again, this is Jill. Thank you very much for listening and being here today. I was talking earlier on about all these you know, things happening, at least for me, observing those since the beginning of the year, things like left and right and, and, and some unusual um, activity and a lot of, um, as I said, wacko comments on, on Facebook, but also some... Um, some things coming together. I cannot quite put uh, two and two together yet, but um, this is also part of my search. Um, how am I going to talk about this? It's it's like it feels like it's um, the French word that comes to me is faisceau, F-A-I-S-C-E-A-U, which means like a stream, a stream of call them synchronicities if you want call them and um, I don't know it's it's very mystical and they seem to converge into some uh, into some direction and possibly something will happen soon I was uh, I was discussing this morning uh, late this morning up until the until the show the meaning of of January 17 which seems to be a very mystical date for, for whatever reason, a day that ties up, amongst other things, uh, to Rennes-le-Château. I talked about Rennes-le-Château um, quite a few times uh, in my shows. It's a, it's a very mystical place. Um, the chapel uh, in that small village is dedicated to Marie Magdalene. And I believe that she has lived uh, in that area Possibly not so much in Rennes-le-Château, but in Rennes-les-Bains, which is um, very close by, maybe five, six, seven miles away from Rennes-le-Château. And I've been feeling also a lot of um, Marie Magdalene's energy all these past few days. Often when I make a connection on Facebook, a new connection, I've made three or four significant and very pleasant connections on Facebook mostly with women in Europe. And there's, a, there's often a connection with these people between the Cathars and Mary Magdalene. And I can tell of one person in, in, uh, in Ireland, her name is Kerry, and she shared a, a very strange dream that she had about Mary Magdalene. I'm not going to reveal anything here, but I thought it was... Again, it's, it's, uh, I think something is surrounding me and possibly us. I don't want to involve everybody in this. Not everybody goes along the same path. But I think some, a new kind of energy is manifesting these days. I don't know what it's all about, honestly. But at the same time, I was talking you know, Monday night about this this word purity, it's more than a word. This concept of this, um, this rock 
of purity falling upon me Monday evening when I was about to write um, the invitation to the show. Again, the timing of what happened since I've felt very, very strange. Another thing that I connected with, and it's I'm making connections here for for you and for me to understand, is a declaration. A declaration by the Arcturians, which are they're coming obviously from the the comet, or that's not the galaxy, the planet Arcturus, um, which is for the boots are uh, very closely connected to the Cathars. So I think there's again there's a there's a stream of things and, and elements coming together. How and why I cannot tell, but I can sense that something is forming. And this declaration, um, I'm not going to, it's about two pages long, was given to us by a, a woman in South Carolina called Maria Betancourt. Name sounds very French to me, and she's a, she's a high-level spiritual people. She has a very interesting blog, to which I wasn't paying much attention until, until this came about. Uh, declaration of Sovereignty, releasing the 3D matrix and anchoring, anchoring to the crystalline grid for accessing higher dimensions. And in it, uh, what really caught my attention, it talks about the purity of my heart, at least a couple times. And um, that was very strange, you know, I made this declaration maybe a couple hours after this, this concept of purity hit me. And I, what I like about it, and what I, this is the reason I'm saying that maybe things, some of the, you know, here are, something is, uh, a cycle is coming to an end, and some, uh, some other things are being, uh, are being gestated or being birthed, is like um, one of the lines of this declaration, it says, I release all of my spiritual team that, assist, that has assisted me up until this now with my deepest gratitude and unconditional love. Namaste. In the purity of my heart, I ask for volunteers to join me in my heart, connected to source, as I build a team to assist me in this next phase of my soul's mission and purpose. I am in the deepest gratitude as they have chosen by their free will to walk in service for the highest good of all with me. Namaste. And, you know, in terms of a, of a spiritual transitioning, it feels very, um, very intriguing. Why would I let go of the team of volunteers that followed me and assisted me up until now. A few names come, come, to, come to mind. Most suddenly, the, the coach that I had for about two years, between 2011 and 13, his name is Lev Nathan. He lives in the woods in the state of New York. And this is thanks to him that I was able to unearth in the first place, some information about Marie Magdalene. And I wasn't in any kind of a trance. We were doing a session uh, on Skype. 
And I believe the date was October 11th, uh, 2011. And it took me for a series of seven sanctuaries. The first one I remember was um, there was some activity in each of the sanctuaries. And then there was usually an object associated with, um, with the sanctuary. And I remember, I haven't looked at my notes in, in quite some time, but um, for whatever reason, the first sanctuary started to make a lot of sense. And it's still, it's still there in my, in, my, in my psyche, you know. It's fairly close to, my, to the surface of my consciousness. And yet I haven't, I haven't explored all its meaning. But the first one is about some kind of druidic, a druid in that sanctuary, possibly cooking or brewing something. And, and um, I've, I have felt deep down that at some point in my life I was a druid, possibly in southern France, in the Pyrenees. And I wouldn't be surprised if at that time... I had met someone called Pythagoras, um, the fellow that we all know, the Greek fellow, who established his school in, uh, I don't remember the name, in Italy, but I'm sure he traveled to the south of France as well. And interestingly enough, you know, the name, his name came up uh, this week in a discussion that I had with uh, Judith Kuzel. Um, this young woman who also came onto the show last year for about three shows talking about the sacred feminine. And I'm saying this because, again, this information is not coming back to me by accident. There's maybe it's some kind of genetic programming. I don't know. It's like it's so, it's so mind and soul blowing, you know. It's like, but when I read about. You know, this team of volunteers, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, was it that helped me up until now? I was mentioning Lev, information I got in the sanctuaries. The third one being a sanctuary where I felt the presence of Marie Magdalene. I couldn't see anything. I could more like, you know, feel something, a presence. I didn't have any image of any, anyone. It was more like energy doesn't have a face. So it was much more like I was, I was sensing something. At the same time, there was, a, there was a message. And it's a message I haven't fully comprehended yet. The message was about some linen drying on a cloth line somewhere in the south of France. That was very clear. It could have been bed sheets. It could have been robes. It could have been something else. But there was, and I'm making the connection now, there was a symbol of purity. So I see, you see, I see, you see. Things are being connected as I speak. And I'm starting to make a, a significant connection between the purity that came, that came upon me Monday evening and this purity that I've made in this, in this sanctuary a sanctuary called the Sanctuary of Ancestral Memory, which um, to me indicates that um, somehow I have been connected with the 
energy in the presence of Marie Magdalene for quite some time. I would think until she came up on this earth and lived together with uh, Yeshua. Again, this has been very, um, very nourishing the past few days. I wanted to read another part of this uh, of this declaration. Again, if you're interested, you can go and, and check out uh, Maria Betancourt's blog. It's a question of how meaningful this declaration is. One of the lines says, anything left out of this invocation is covered by the purity of this prayer in which I set forth my most innocent intentions as I remember who I am and step fully into my light. Anything left out of this invocation is covered by the purity of this prayer in which I set forth my most innocent intention as I remember who I am and step fully into my light. This is very much what I would like to do this year. Remember who I am, a year of remembrance, and step fully into my light. From a, a 3D perspective, I haven't been doing much in the past um, in the past 13 or 14 months, at least professionally speaking. I've been holding, holding a show. I've been doing research for that show. I feel deep down that I've been preparing the ground. The ground for something to get reborn. And it's possibly a new, a new self, I don't know. But, you know, sometimes it takes a long, uh, a long period to plow the field and to prepare it for what is, come, what is to come next. Obviously, you know, this is, um, this is still very much so um, a transitioning time for me. A time when, you know, something, some energy is going to lead me into something else. And possibly it is the safe for so many other people on earth. I cannot tell. Again, I cannot look into other people's life. But um, what I can sense much more, much more precisely, much more concretely for the past few days is that there is some kind of a new energy at work. A new something. Again, this is my, my sense, this is my, my discovery out of the cave, out of the cave of my heart. So I will, um, I will conclude this segment here and I will see you in a couple minutes. Thank you very much.
Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Could you be the next legendary leader? That question hinges on your courage and willingness to change. Join Maria Danley every week for Legendary Leaders Answering the Higher Calling. Be inspired by stories and legend and listen to legendary guests along with live channeling to help you answer your higher calling and become the legendary leader you are destined to be. The world is waiting for you. Step up and join the wave. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Jill Asselin. To reach the program, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now, back to the program. Hello again, this is Jill. Thank you very much for being present today. Even if you're listening um, later, I totally appreciate. So I was talking about all these kinds of energies floating around and and possibly a new kind of energy um, ushering uh, into this new year. We're talking about um, a human-made calendar, but who knows what the heavens are doing? I don't know. And um, I was reflecting a little bit uh, during the two-minute break about, you know, this wisdom and this purity of our heart. Again, I don't have any, any recipe. If I, were, if I had recipes, I would have given them out a long time ago, and maybe I would be preaching on a, on a mountain or on a cave. But I still don't know what what the universe has has in store for me. I'm just observing how the gestation goes, how this period of of rebirth uh, seems to be happening. I mentioned to you also, when I was in France last October, all these signs about death, about death and dying were all around me. So obviously at the time I was... I don't know if I was shedding a skin, but I was, I was leaving something behind. And it's very meaningful to me that, you know, I realized this happened as I was in France. 
a country where I lived a good number of years, uh, but also a country that I left quite some time ago. And so it's a link between the past and the present. To me, the past being France and the present being the US, and the future being somewhere else. Still possibly be in France and the US, but somewhere else, in a sense, in a different time capsule. So, this is my reflection. I came across a very nice piece in terms of, you know, accessing the wisdom and listening to your heart, or to our heart, to see what our heart is telling us, especially in terms of what I would call mission or purpose, you know, why are we here on earth? It's not a question I'm asking myself every day when I get off bed. It's not like I'm being obsessed by what am I supposed to do in my life, even though, again, concretely speaking, I haven't been uh, so-called producing much. I'm using the word producing because when I came to the U.S. Uh, some 20 plus years ago, when I was in school, I had been working in France and Africa for about seven years. And part of my culture shock, certainly uh, a big part of the culture shock is, was to, for me to suddenly find myself into an environment where I wasn't really producing anymore. I wasn't I wasn't working, you know, I wasn't, um, it wasn't a question of making money. It was more a question of feeling useful and contributing to society. And for about four and a half years, that's the time I, I stayed in Wisconsin in uh, a small town of Oshkosh. I was a student. And basically what I learned, a few things in class, but I learned a lot about myself. I mentioned this episode of um, the dark night of my soul, which was at times pretty terrifying. And I survived, like all of us do. You know, it's uh, a dark night of a soul, you know, going back 23 or 24 years to me is more like uh, a spiritual collapse, something deep down within me, something that has served its purpose, is collapsing, is disappearing for the real, um, the real whatever, the real call itself, calling for the soul to make its way in our lives. Maybe it's like a shift. Maybe it's like the soul finally perceiving the light and hearing the call by its mission and activating its mission in our lives. That's how I would reflect about the dark night of the soul at this point after so many years. For sure what it opened up in me is quite a few cracks and what came out of these cracks? I can still remember in the years that followed, followed that knock night of the soul. Uh, 
and followed my leaving uh, Wisconsin, I still remember dealing with a lot of a lot of pain and possibly more that pain, um, a lot of sadness. And I can't tell where that sadness came from, but suddenly, suddenly from a a very deep part of myself, you know, it goes back to this idea of the cave that we are all exploring. There were pockets of sadness, I think dating back from lives way back, that I was able to access, again, accessing wisdom and purity, that I was able to access for my Buddhist practice. I practice very diligently for about 15 years after I left Wisconsin. And I think it led me to a stage of purification that I needed to reach in order to move to whatever level was calling me. And when I think back now about this declaration, asking me, asking us to leave you know, our spiritual team behind, the one that served us up until now, I can suddenly go back to my Buddhist, I would like to call them colleagues. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a very business term, but I think the, the organization I was part of was very, felt like very business-like, very um, achievement-oriented. And I think the path, at least my path, is much more into the area of affiliation, connection, This kind of, you know, these qualities that are part of the sacred feminine or the divine feminine is what it has been calling me for a number of years. And it is also what is finally surfacing in my life, for sure. It's a journey. It's a journey I can relate to when I look back. And possibly I came to, I'm coming now to a very important crossroads. I cannot quite tell. Future will tell when future is ripe. That's what I like to say. The future hasn't ripened yet. But the future is already there. We wouldn't be living the present if the future wasn't there, calling us to, to listen. So what I wanted to share with you, and that is very much uh, wisdom, I don't know to what extent it relates to purity, but it's... Um, it's a piece, uh, a piece of Hopi, H-O-P-I, this Native American tribe. I think they live in the western side of the U.S., possibly New Mexico or Arizona. And there's a lot of Hopi elders, Hopi sages um, that share their wisdom. And um, this is a, a portion I, I must have gotten it at least 13 or 14 years ago. And I used it in a, in a workshop that I led. I was one of the workshop uh, leaders. But I was one of the last ones to speak in a, in a three-day workshop. We were testing a, a workshop which never, never went, in a sense. But with a few friends of mine in 2004 was in, in Hawaii, New York, in a very nice environment. And that piece of wisdom came to me. And I was... I was using it and putting it into, into perspective. 
because there's a beautiful metaphor that was I was reminded of a, a few days ago by a friend of mine called Ania. And this is a very similar metaphor. It talks about us coming to the middle of a river. The goal being to, you know, reach the other shore. Almost the promised land. And so many of us, they want to keep uh, a foot on the shore that we are living because we are afraid of, of the unknown. We are afraid of the promised land. We are afraid of our new life. We are afraid of the future which is already there. And so I encourage you when you're listening to what I'm going to read in a few seconds to keep that in mind and possibly visualize the river, the river of your own life that runs very deep down within your cave. And picture yourself on the other shore, on the other side of the river, wherever this journey is taking you. The Hopi elders speak. You have been telling the people that it is the 11th hour. Now you must go back and tell the people that this is the hour. And there are things to be considered. Where are you living? What are you doing? What are your relationships? Are you in right relation? Where is your water? Know your garden. It is time to speak your truth. Create your community. Be good to each other. And do not look outside yourself for the leader. This could be a good time. There is a river flowing now very fast. It is so great and swift that there are those who will be afraid. They will try to hold on to the shore. They will feel they are being torn apart and they will suffer greatly. Know the river as its destination. The elders said that we must go. We must let go of the shore. Push off into the middle of the river. Keep our eyes open and our heads above the water. See who is in there with you and celebrate. At this time in history, we are to take nothing personally, least of all, ourselves. For the moment that we do, our spiritual growth and journey comes to a halt. The time of the lone wolf is over. Gather yourselves. Banish the word struggle from your attitude and your vocabulary. All that we do now 
must be done in a sacred manner and in celebration. We are the ones we have been waiting for. The elders, Opie Nation, Hawaii, Arizona. If I wish you one thing, one last thing, and do not look outside yourself for the leader. Thank you for joining us on Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us. Your personal journey, assisted by your guide and companion, Giel Asselin, will continue next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be sure to tune in again. We'll be right back.